I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week we'll be talking about Kill Like You. So, before I even start, I have some housekeeping. First off, I opened a Discord server for the podcast. Link in the description in the podcast bio, please enter. Um, I want to sh- chat about anime and stuff. That's it. Second thing, uh, shout out to two manga I'm currently reading. They are not even near their end. I hope they do end, but anyways, the first one is called Fufu Ijo Koibito Mimang. It's a, a great romance for all I care. It's a pretty different. Um, kind of plot, kind of setting, and I really like it. Uh, from what I know, the anime was recently announced for, I think, the next season, 2022, so looking forward to that, I will watch it, and I'll be so mad, because it's so good, and I get so mad reading it. And the second one is a more permanent one, for those who read manga. It's the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Uh, it's a satire of romance and harem. And it's just great. It's uh, another uh, romantic comedy that's more... Way more comedy than romance, but it's so wholesome. I, I love it. Um, so anyways, th- those are the t- two shoutouts I needed to do. And now to the to the meat and potatoes of the episode, right? Uh, so first things first, um, spoiler alert, I I have thought a, a lot about this because uh, Kill Like You is, is such a weird anime in of itself and from what I can... Uh, gather and from what I feel really I don't want to ex- spoil everything to anyone who hasn't watched it and for the most part Kill like is something that you need to experience for yourself but even then I I will not spoil everything about the plot uh, after the episode 16 so after episode 16 I'm gonna be really murky with the details and Straight up just cut out some parts because I I really hope you who are listening to this really watch it and really enjoy it as I did. Again, it's the second time I watched it. It's really good. So many details came to light after, what, um, eight years that I watched it? Anyways, so what's it about? What what is Kill about? So, I'll just start with the simple um, synopsis, really. The start of the anime is really just uh, Matoi Ryuko coming to this, uh, let's say, this strange city with this huge school. 
and looking for the the person who killed her father. That's the the baseline of everything that starts this story. Okay, so before I, I continue with the story, uh, first the stats, right? So following the my review of Gurenlaga, I went to review some of the anime from Studio Trigger, and although I already said it in the Gurenlaga review, Gurenlaga is not really made by Trigger, but the, a lot of people who work at uh, the production of Gurenlaga eventually founded Studio Trigger, and you can see because Kill is the first uh, original anime coming out from them. Uh, it came out in October 2013 through uh, March 2014, and for the most part, it's uh, it's an OVA, right? And it's so full of oh man, it's <laughs> I'll get to that, I'll get to that, but it's, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's a whole ex- experience, it's really good. The also as in Gurenlaga, they. <sighs> had this thing where they really really uh, aimed at all the faces of the anime so the music production is um, I don't know if produced by or stewarded by Sony Music the original soundtrack is really great I will shout out some of the highlights the some of the most prominent and, and to me the most let's say, really good ones. Uh, so, pretty much that's the stats. The anime has 24 episodes and one OVA. I'm not covering the OVA. And that's about the stats. Back to the story. So, first things first, right? I have to tell about the story, but I have to emphasize this anime is restless. You cannot take your eyes off the scream not even a second uh, mainly for the first uh, let's say first season right first uh, half of the story because they put so much ideas so much um, they put out so many ideas so many gags so many visual quirks so many animation details in the first half that I, I really um, I cannot describe it, but don't take your eyes off the screen if you watch it. All the, even dialogues, exposition and all, they always try to keep up this good humor, this um, escapade for the comedic, um, comedy relief. Even if they are fighting and all, the comedy relief will be there. And they will try, even in the middle of the fight, get some joke out, get some gag out, some gig in the middle of nowhere. And it rewards you to see the details. And also, before I even continue, right, there is a whole lot of things that you can analyze in Kill la Kill because Kill la Kill actually is a whole play on words. Uh, from the title to the name of the characters, and from uh, of the whole the whole thing is about play on words. I don't speak Japanese that fluently, 
to know everything, but the one who who I remember really, it's that um, Mato Iriuko is the one that stitches everything together. Okay, uh, that that I say. Let's let's begin. So first episode, she transfers to this academy, Honoji Gakuin. It's a high school dominated by, uh, let's say, they have a whole caste system. It's the um, it's a hierarchy of power, right? So they have this. Uh, they call it. Uh, Goku uniforms that given powers and between the uniforms there is the separation of stars so one star is really low power and three stars the elite four of the student council and then the two stars are just for the um, um, club presidents and that's the whole thing where the head of it all is the student council president, the antagonist for the first half, that is Kiryoin Satsuki. And she's this... I'm not even talking about the protagonist yet, but uh, just, just to clarify, right? So, Ryuko, who's the protagonist, is this fight the system kind of girl. She's really violent, she outbursts a lot of emotion, she's really reckless, let's say, in the first half. Uh, mainly in the beginning, she's really, really reckless, she uh, is not logical, she's really emotional. She cannot, like, um, stabilize her emotions. And to the counterpart that, uh, Satsuki is this uh, down-to-the-ground, really calculating really cold kind of person she as she even says she does everything with purpose so nothing she does ever is for nothing everything she does has a whole um, way of affecting all her plans and that's basically the the first thing right so what's like you about that I have to talk a little bit about the world building because it's really really important so for this city that is uh, below the academy the social status of people are based on their power or academic success in some cases and so there are the students who are no stars so they don't have the special Goku uniform there are the one stars, the two stars, and the three stars. Uh, it's a gag that comes up later in the anime for like episode 12, episode 13 from what I remember. And the whole family actually does not uh, affect how they live. The real, let's say, uh, social ascension happens when you succeed at the academy. And the whole academy and the whole social system is controlled by one person, Satsuki. So you can already see from the beginning, and and Satsuki is introduced in the first season, uh, in the first season, the first episode, and Mat uh, Ryuko already doesn't like her. So, and you get a lot of vibes from Gurren Lagann in that sense, because 
Yoko is kind of Kamina, who fights the power, who fights this establishment of the, um, let's say, the, um, this kind of order that imprisons people. And Satsuki represents that ever-present uh, fear, survival, and let's say, uh, being afraid of everything, right? And then we get this really good interaction that Ryoko enters the school really okay, right? So she, I think, watches one class and then the whole thing starts to unravel. The thing is, uh, at this point we get introduced to the one of the most important ones, some might say the second most important that's supporting character, main characters, main characters, I would say, but Mankan Shoku Mako. She's the, one of the most important main characters in the series. She's the support that really, um, let's say, she maintains Ryoko under control for the most part, although she, she herself is not control, uh, in control of her her actions. Mako is, for the most part, the comedy relief in the whole anime, but she is really important for some plot points uh, moving forward, right? And so the plot of the first episode is that Mako, for one reason or another, gets involved with Ryuko, and, Sat and Ryuko already getting the Satsuki on alert. She grabs Mako and turns her into a hostage. And for one reason or another, Ryoko just escapes for the f um, in the first encounter. Then something happens where she goes to her old house that's burned down for some reason. And for, for what I remember, they kind of tried to expose the, the, let's say, the back lore, the background story for the anime. They start to do that because it's the this vision thing, so Yoko has a really blurry memory of the whole event. When her father's dead and is murdered and stuff happening. So the thing is, she enters the mansion and finds this uh, trapdoor where she finds this the most important main character outside of Yoko already. Sinkitsu. Sinkitsu is the sailor uniform that really... Uh, he talks, the first thing is he talks, and then he forces himself into Ryoko's body because he or, he moves for some reason, and okay, let's let's just go with that. So moving forward, um, Ryoko returns to the, to the school, fights a uh, random that Satsuki throws at her, and... The thing is, right, Ryuko has now Senkitsu uh, and her weapon that's the half of a scissor her father had. It's more of a sword for the most part, but it's half of a scissor for the time being. And apparently, it's the one thing that can cut the Goku uniforms, because at that point, the Goku uniforms were un uh, unbreakable, unterrible and outright invincible, but for some reason uh, comes a transfer student with the weapon that destroys everything you build. Pretty nice. So that's the first episode, so you get introduced to already the 
two main, three main characters and the antagonist for the first part, okay. And you get something for the world building. And now I have to say, right, so you watch the first episode and you you see the transformation, let's say, that Ryuko comes across with Senketsu. The thing you have to know about Kill la Kill is that Kill la Kill is first and foremost an action comedy. And although it can be really, really focused on the action when it matters and things to trigger because their animation is so good, the thing is... The comedy is always present. It's only present on the uh, on the whole anime. And the thing is, to me, this is satire for those, uh, let's say, old Maho Shoujo, uh, Magical Girl animes. So if you think uh, Sailor Moon and the like, to me, Kill la Kill is a set as a huge, huge satire of that genre because. <laughs> the attire is so skimpy it is bikini armor with a little flare let's just just for a image comparison it's the Vodach bikini with a cover for the upper side of the breasts and that's it that's the that's the whole attire and her battle armor and to be fair the, the whole joke about her being embarrassed because that's an exhibitionist kind of a kind of outfit it's really good and that's the one of the main points for the first two episodes is that she has to break in this shame because she as uh, as the girl who wields this power greater than the most powerful uniform and all she has to accept it and internalize it because it will hold her back and all <laughs> saying it like that comes out so weird but really just a, a, a real real advice right now if you are going to watch it please do not do it with your parents present it's really hard to explain it anyways so that's the first and second episode okay third episode is when we see that I think it's a, is not it's special but it's not so let's say so far from reality because apparently Satsuki has um, a kind of uniform um, parallel to Senketsu so they call Senketsu a Kamui who's and this is the more world building right so the Goku uniforms are made from normal cloth and these life fibers and if one star has 10% of life fibers in the cloth the two stars have 20% the three stars have 40% and then the Kamui have 100% life fibers and that's basically the measure of power right so you have a better kind of better kind of uniform you can use that uh, use more power of out of your body and then they kind of uh, kind of explain it that so many so much power comes out from the life fibers that they cannot up the percentage for people so from 
50% onward, it's impossible to control the person. And that's it. Basically, that's it. So, the then we get to the... So, the third episode is basically things happening in this life fiber explanation. And Satsuki getting uh, Junketsu, who that's her their kam- her kamui and she becomes really really strong with her kamui so much stronger and so much uh, more in tone with the kamui uh, than Ryuko that she gets to beat Ryuko at that point right and then all all the interactions at this point end up if if Ryuko ends up losing a fight, she just vanishes from the school for, I don't know, some hours? It's really like, uh, it's really nonsense when you think about it, because, yeah, you just, like, fought to the death with someone on one day, escaped, and then you have to go to school again the next day and see the same person again? Like, what? Anyways... I'm getting too much into the plot. I, I will get to the why the plot's not really, really, really important. So, anyways, so episode four is basically more world building. You get to see the one of the first, um, the most prominent elite, um, elite four, the the student council members. That is Gamagori Ida. Gamagori Ida. I will already say s- someone who worked in Gurren like really like. Ida, because he's the one who most resembles the even the frames that he's in the the moments that he's really he resembles so much from the whole cast of, of Grenlangan, but mostly Kitan. He resembles him too much. He's the disciplinary committee chairman, and he's really, really. You can see that the guys drawing him had fun with the scenes because at some points he's just like a bit taller, uh, I would say some 10 centimeters more taller than the girls, than the, the other people, the whole anime. And other times he's just this giant coming out of nowhere. <laughs> For the first, uh, let's say, for the first encounters. It comes out of the that he like enters a classroom where he cannot stand up, otherwise the whole building will will come apart. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways, uh, episode five, you get introduced to this, um, let's say this mysterious character at that point, Sumugu Kinas. Kinagase, that he's part of a rebel alliance of the guys against the uniforms for some reason. At that point, it's not really explained. Let let's leave it at that. Episode six, you see another one of. Oh right, uh, episode five, you see another one of the elite four. That's Jakuzure Nono, who's uh, she's teamed after a marching band. And she's, it's later explained, but she's um, Satsuki's childhood friend. So, episode 6, right? You get introduced to the to another one of the 8-4. Sanageyama 
Uzu, who's the let's club um, Kendo club president, and then we kind of get to this point at episode seven where it kind of gets episodic <laughs> a lot. So at that point, Satsuki is just churning out uh, club presidents and people with with Goku uniforms to fight Iduko. Because at that point, Iduko's number one enemy, public enemy of the whole school. But at the same time, she stays there, which plot-wise, not really relevant. But at the same time, what's happening here? Is this even a school? What? Why? And so episode 7, uh, you see this whole thing where a lot of people come after Ryuko and the start of the tournament arc let's say the tournament arc in this in this instance is uh, Satsuki proposes a death match uh, sudden death election and so people who fight the most and win the most battles will get Elected for being the elite for and all, but you you can already see where this is going at that point. Uh, the social structure will be kept the same because the the ones with the most power are already already at the top. So, anyways, and that's the episode seven. It's the introduction of the this tournament arc. Episode eight is the part where we get some, let's say, um, character development introduction to the uh, to a more deep side of the Elite Four. That's because the Elite Four eventually gets to be, uh, let's say, present in the main plot, the overarching plot of the whole anime, but anyways. So episode 8, we get to see the story of how Satsuki met Ida, uh, Gamagori Ida, right? The disciplinary committee already said it. And you get to see that... <laughs> And this is the whole thing about style and aesthetics that I say that Trigger has. And, and for Kill Like Kill, they really went out of their way to make it the most, the most uh, well-made, curated kind of stuff. All these all the flashbacks. So we have a whole lot of flashbacks from the Elite Four at the uh, moving forward. And for all the flashbacks, they do this thing where they turn the 16 by 9 aspect ratio in 4 by 3. But the, the funny thing is, it is 16 by 9, but the, the black borders are made, uh, are like hand painted. <laughs> and it's so, so pleasing, so aesthetic pleasing. So it's a, an attention to detail that you don't see every day that you can see the failures where the the pen or the the pencil don't actually cover all so you can see these uh, really little pixels of uh, color failing to be obscured by the the bars and also at this point I can I already have to say this but watch your anime 720 or up because anything below that is just a uh, disservice to yourself. This is for the most for most animes, but I think Kill Like You deserves every advantage advantage you can give it to it. Because it's so beautiful, the animation's so good. I'm getting sidetracked. Let's get back to the thing. So episode 8 we get this um, look at Ira's past. And then 
we kind of start the fight between Ida and Eduko. So episode 10, episode oh, episode 9 is the fight. So you can see the the actual powers of the three star uniform of Ida. And all the three stars have different things. Ida in this case is uh, kind of a masochist. It's really strange. It's really strange. And as I said, is based on play on words. Ida has says so much, so much shit. It's so funny because it's this serious battle and all, but you are there just belly laughing out of your mind because of the those puns. It's so good. And then, well, whatever. Yuko eventually strips him off of his uniform. So episode 10, you get introduced to the last uh, Elite Four that we were not introduced to that point. Inumuta Hoka, who's the hacker man of the whole series. And his fight's pretty good. It starts pretty good, right? Starts really, really nice. The, the whole... He has um, digital kind of stuff, Matrix, getting visible, make clones and attack from unexpected angles and all but he eventually just forfeits the match which is pretty it's anticlimactic you i i mean it is on character but anticlimactic nonetheless so getting getting through episode 11 we get ryuko fighting again uh nonon and her uniform is a whole nother thing. And this is the part where I say they really took their time choosing songs for this anime because they use all classical songs that are on the public domain. And they are, they are popular songs. Uh, everybody has at the very least listened to them at least once. I don't remember all every one of them. The one that I remember is... I think it's Spread of the Vi Valkyries, and then Beethoven Symphony Number no. Five. I I don't remember anymore from head right now, but anyways, that that's the thing. And all her battle style is basically long range and shoot music notes at people. I it's really nice. It's really nice. And, and they eventually get to this part in the middle of the fight where they kind of acknowledge the fact that that's not a uniform anymore from the point where she kind of summons a tank that turns into a flying jet it's no longer a uniform but whatever let's just remove it and then we get to episode 12 and well actually episode 11 kind of already pulls the flag on the whole thing. When Nonon is beaten and Sanagawama... Oh boy, I just said his his name wrong, but anyways. When Ryoko gets to fight the last one of the Elite Four, let's just say shit hits the fan real hard. And that's when the whole overarching story of the anime really starts to pile on. And I'll say this, right? So we are right now at episode 10, going to, into 11. And from what I can gather, someone at Trigger really took their time making the story. 
because from here on, it maybe get rushed. Just maybe. The anime has 24 episodes, but the thing is, from episode 11 to episode 15, it's a whole arc. So the season doesn't actually end at episode 12. So, anyways, what is what is the the things hit the fan and the the plot really starts rolling? So it happens that a little a little lolly comes into the school for no apparent reason, and she steps between Ryuko and the Elite Four. Uh, why? We don't know, but she appears with the other half of the scissors that Ryuko's father had. And then Yuko gets this moment where she really gets mad, like really gets mad. And you, you have to imagine, right? At this point, Senketsu and Yuko are all in sync and all. And Senketsu talks to Yuko and all. At this point, Yuko gets so mad, so mad <laughs> that Senketsu goes berserk, basically uh, swallows her really, and she turns into a monster. And then we get this whole arc this whole fight where Ryuko is desperately trying to kill this girl whose name is and, and I just noticed that I, I didn't tell her name from the start goddamn Harime Nui and the thing is so most of Ryuko is trying to kill um, Nui but then the thing is uh, Ryuko is losing a lot of blood and the f- and basically she will die from uh, blood emo- blood loss in like five minutes and so they start really trying to <laughs> stop Yuko even Satsuki gets down and tries to stop her with Junketsu but the one thing that really gets Yuko uh, calm again is Mako. Mako comes out with those really sentimental moments saying that she, uh, Yuko saved her from one of the previous episode, I don't know, and it's this really heartfelt moment, it's really wholesome, and it's delivered in this kind of comedic uh, style, because every time that Mako tries to get an exposition, it's so, <laughs> it's so clunkily animated, but it's so funny, the puns, and the, I don't know Japanese enough to to know all the, all the jokes they're making, but Every word she says, they use uh, an animation to represent the, the same thing. So, like, Japanese has a lot of words that um, multiply. So, so, kiru can be to wear or to cut, for example, right? And, <laughs> and the thing is, everything that Mako says in these exposition moments where she just interrupts the fight to, to just deliver this comedic relief... It's just those play on words. It's just that. It's so funny. And that's also why I say um, Kill la Kill is front and foremost a a comedy and second an action anime. So anyways, getting back to the the thing. And then Mako stops Ryuko. And then we get this one kind of half episode, one episode where seems kind of filler that Ryuko uh, gets in the, the beds, right? So, uh, Journey of the Hero again. It's the rise and then the fall. So, Ryuko gets 
kind of afraid of using Sinketsu again after she survived the the monster episode, let's say, because she does not uh, believe in herself to control her emotions at all. And fair, fair, fair. Um, it's all fair. I, I don't really have much to say about this part of the anime because the beds are always so hard to watch. The the fall of the hero is always so hard to watch to, to me at the very least and let's just keep at that right so episode 12 basically is this random appears out of nowhere and he wants to see Yuko dress in Senketsu for some reason and lo and behold actually it's Nui back again after Yuko was stopped and Nui actually was banned from entering the school by Satsuki, uh, and, and then we already get this thing where Satsuki knows Nui for some reason, and, and nothing is explained yet. What could that be? Anyway, so episode 12 ends up with uh, Ryuko almost losing control again, but in her trying to control herself, she holds back too much, and Nui just kind of almost kills her, and basically splits Senketsu, which is pretty, pretty sad. But nonetheless, let's continue. Episode 13, you see that a lot more of world building, actually. So apparently Satsuki has this plan where she wants to control all the um, schools in Japan, for some reason. And she uses... And this is the thing about world building, right? All the schools are militarized as the the main school and they all have different tactics different powers and all it's it's really nice as if you see as a world building kind of thing it's not so much a, as a Boku no Hero or I don't know Naruto for that for that sense but you see that they they kind of do their own thing they they create this whole world and and every, every one of the Academies, they uh, schools, right? They visit, have their regional kind of styles for attack and troops and all. It's pretty nice. It's uh, although it's kind of a filler. This episode, ep episode thirteen, really. It's kind of a filler, but it's really, really nice to see. So what happened in episode thirteen really is that Satsuki is going to capture the last tree. Uh, academies in the whole country and she has taken these the parts from Senketsu that were split and um, basically patched on into some uniforms to the to the troops to use and so we get this episode about um, Mako and Eduko going to Osaka and <laughs> And just tripping people out of their clothes to recover Sinkets. And Mako has always been the comedic relief. It's, it's so hilarious. Her, She gets so many souvenirs from the from Osaka that she rolls over. It's, it's funny, it's funny. So, in of, uh, episode 13, we get this whole explanation about uh, what was the anti clothing guerrilla let's say and it's it's the the funniest name of the whole series 
Nudisto Beach. For some reason. I don't know, man. The guys on Trigger, they just... They had fun doing this. I can only assume. So, the whole thing is... Satsuki actually wanted to invade Osaka so they she could destroy the resistance. So, she could actually control the whole country because the, the resistance apparently had enough force, although not enough, to outright uh, stop her, but they could, let's say, just um, spoil her plans enough to, to her to take the time off to just destroy their HQ. Anyways, so episode 14 is a bunch of um, exposition and a whole lot of setup for the let's say the end of the season this the first part at the very least episode 15 is about uh, an encounter after yoko has like nine nine of senketsu back she fights satsuki because she has like the glove she uh, yoko uses to transform and basically she gets senketsu fully back although she doesn't actually defeat satsuki she draws but the the whole thing actually ends with satsuki having destroyed the nudisto beach hq so now episode 16 is the recap episode i don't know why they do this i think it's fine it's not really for me but anyways and and there is some there's some uh, exposition for the world building and the things that happen after that but for the most part recap episode a little plot let's go home from this point forward i'll cut out some really important details let's just say and that's that's basically so oh, first thing right from episode 16 forward we get to meet we get first we get to listen to the new opening that's ambiguous by and i'll say this wrong oh boy i'll say this so wrong garni delia and her it's a really really good song ambiguous uh, link in the description for the youtube clip and we get also to meet satsuki mother ragio kidyuin mom and let's just say first her her song there's there's a whole song just for her her team song let's say Blumenkrantz is so nice it's oh boy it's so nice and, and let's just say also uh, as an addendum her character design her normal character design right the, the the one she shows up as in the first because later on she appears in some other attires it's not really for my taste but the first one is really really stylish they give her this whole colorful rainbow outfit and what I can what I can I say I like RGB and she has this whole rainbow kind of effect on her it's really nice that aside we get to meet her and for better or for worse she gets to be the last antagonist I'll, I'll just cut to the chase, right? So, <laughs> remember when in Gurren Lagann, 
Kamina says that Shimon has the drill that will pierce the heavens. This is the thing that stays with Trigger to this day. Every Trigger anime ends up with a fight in space. Without, with uh, maybe one or two exceptions, but for the most part, their <laughs> shonen titles go to space every time. Every time. And cut straight to the chase, episode 24. Uh, Ragyu and Yuko get to fight in space. That's that's basically it. And that's the story. Uh, I, I cannot expand more because if I expand more, I'll begin to spoil everything. Just... I'll give just the, the side notes that don't give off everything. There's this one part where Ryuko gets messed up in the head, right? Really messed up in the head. And and I really wished she had the willpower to break it herself. But this is not the kind of story that the main character has all the willpower. It's not Kuren Lagan, although I wish it kind of was. And the friendship canon is way stronger than the force of will in this anime in specific. So I'll let it pass, but still, I wish she had that willpower at that point. That's the cryptic comment for the for this part. I, I don't want to beat too much around the bush. I just want to go to my opinion already because for the most part, I, I cannot say anything more about the story. So, oh, right. Uh, before I enter my opinion, I would just shout out one more one more song. Before My Buddy's Dry. That is the theme song for Ryuko when she transforms. Really good song. Link in the description. So, um, what are my opinions? What, what do I... What do I think, really? So... First things first. For the first part, right? The first part and the second part are, are two different things. They're, they are not really uh, composed of the same cloth, let's say. <laughs> Being on team, right? The whole thing is, the first part has too much of the that sense of the fighting system. And, and for the most part, you think that's the beginning and the end of the whole thing. It's fight the system, uh, destroy the system. The thing is, the first part is awesome. For for all, all I care, the first part is well done. It's really good. The animation's tight. The, the character designs are really nice. And and the plot, to some points, is serviceable at best. It's really it's really okay for that. For most of it, it's really good. Thing is, thing is, the second part, <laughs> the second part, is really. <laughs> really really done I don't know man it comes to me I, I mean I as I said it really comes out as if they come up with their stuff on the fly for the second part from episode 16 onward the story just begins to throw so much stuff at the wall to see if anything sticks to the point that at the end they start really trying to push the point that uh, no sense is our thing so I don't know what what happened but it feels really disconnected for the most part it is 
really hard to say and explain it. It's really, I don't know. It's it's like the change the writing target. I I don't know. It's it's, it's strange. I'll just leave it at that. The thing is, what is Kill Like You about? What is at the end of the day? What's Kill Like You about? What what is the story about? What it tells you? What what is the overarching plot in the whole thing? To me, it is the story of a loner that learns about having friends and relying on people. That's that's the whole shebang, I think. And that's pretty much okay with me. It's a concept that I kind of am lukewarm to, so I can't really say that I like it. But anyways, it's serviceable. I don't watch Kill Like You really for for the plot for the main reason. Kill Like You for me is, a, as I said at the beginning, the whole anime is a spectacle. You can't... I could not take my eyes off the screen because I felt like I would lose uh, a gag, animation detail, something really important to the enjoyment of the whole show. The, so the music is awesome. The original soundtracks it's awesome it's so well composed it, the set pieces for the characters for the moments is really good and really that's about it I, I don't I don't even know what to say anymore <laughs> at this point it's been one hour in recording and really I don't <laughs> really know what to say anymore so I'll call it that as always, if you like, if you like the show, if you like to listen to the stuff I say, uh, please like the show. Follow on Spotify, on Apple. I, I don't really know, depending on the platform you are. Join the Discord, please, and I'll see you next time. Bye.